This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode two of the Leadership Lesson, season three. We're actually launching three episodes today because it's launch day. I love binge watching, having great content, and to continue to listen. And so hopefully it wasn't too much of a delay for you to come back and get this content. Uh, One thing that I'm learning this season is really not to be a perfectionist. And so when I have these little segues or talking in my office uh, and and leading up to the interview and what who the person is and sharing these stories, I just want to sit down in my office talking to the camera like I'm talking to you personally and just do a one-hit wonder uh, not to have everything so polished but as I just have things come to my spirit come to my heart I want to just share these things with you what I'm going through what I'm growing today in Florida it's a cool day I'm actually wearing a hoodie I've worn a, a little fleece today it's, it's amazing you know now when I say cool I mean like you know 60 degrees that's what we have in Florida. But your blood thins and you get used to it, and it's a gorgeous day. I pray the Lord is blessing you and you are just encouraged by what you have been called to do today. I know there's many things to do, so I appreciate your time, and I pray that this uh, podcast will actually bless you as you are doing the things God's called you to do, to grow in your capacity uh, in leadership, to grow in your character and those things. And I think part of this Leadership Lessons podcast, uh, a distinctive or a characteristic that I want is always to be learning. And so uh, today, not only are we going to listen to another three-minute message from Proverbs and grow in our wisdom and understanding like a message, but I actually have an interview uh, talking about the importance of learning. And uh, this is with a pastor friend, Kevin Day. I actually get, was blessed to run into him at a conference, a conference I love, Exponential, where thousands of people are there. And I ended up running into him halfway uh, across the world. He's from Seattle area, Kent, Washington, and he was in Orlando, Florida. And we just happened to bump in, had dinner with him and his wife and um, Garrett, his assistant pastor, just his team and stuff. And it was so great, so encouraging. And I was like, listen, man, we got to, we got to record this. Let's just talk about this. I'd love to have on the podcast. Can you share some of this stuff? And so um, really excited to share this interview with you about the importance of learning, asking good questions. We need to continue to do that, uh, to walk in humility as leaders, to continue to grow in our giftedness in the things that God's called us to do, just to learn from other people. And I am so blessed to be able to learn from Pastor Kevin Day. You're going to really enjoy this interview. Uh, This is us talking about the importance of leadership and learning. Well, hello everyone. Uh, I'm here with uh, my friend Kevin Day, and um, we're going to talk about the importance of learning today. Uh, but before we do that, I just want to introduce him to you. And Kevin, can you just explain um, your ministry experience, what you're doing, who you're married with, and you know? Yeah, married, married to my to wife Charlotte. Been married for 38 years, I think it is now. We have six kids. Yeah. Four of them are adopted. Been in ministry since 1976, so it's been a lot of years at Calvary Chapel. And I've been loving it. We planted a church down in Kent, Washington in 1990. So that's been 29 years now. Wow. And it's been an awesome ride. And we're learning all the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and he really is. We're actually at a conference. And um, it's his first time he's ever been to this conference. We ran into each other. Uh, and it was so the Lord bringing yeah, us together yeah, and just yeah. being like, wow, you're here. Uh, but that's why I wanted to interview you about the importance of learning. Because I feel like you're a lifetime 
learner. You're continually growing, continually processing. And so why is learning um, so important for leadership and serving the Lord? Well, it's so important for me because I'm kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think we all are. <laughs> well, I, I just think that if we're not learning, I look at it like this. If there's no growth, if there's no changing, there's no growth. And if there's no growth, it's a slow death. So if we're going to grow, we have to change. In order to change, we have to be inputting things that are different, that are challenging us, that are helping us to think outside of our our box. And the older I get, 66, the more I can see why people get stuck in their ways. And I don't want to do that because, especially the older I get, it seems like uh, the younger ways of doing things challenge me, but yeah. I think in a good way. And also our world's so different now than when I was growing up. I mean, it's, uh, it's so different how people think and all that. So I think the importance is that if I'm going to be effective in reaching people with what I feel is the essentials of life, I've got to be learning how they're thinking. In fact, even at Exponential, they're talking a lot about that. We gotta, yeah. we gotta be in their space. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so as a church leader, as a senior pastor, founding pastor, church planner, you've led a lot of people um, from a lot of different varieties of life. How do you impart wisdom to them? How do you teach them the things that you're learning and processing with them? I obviously uh, base that on the Word of God, so yeah. I am very, I'm always wanting to, to, to tell people how important, how foundational the Word of God is. Because uh -huh. like I think of what Paul told Timothy, he said these, these sinful women were always learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Hmm. So I think there's a lot of things we can learn, but we need to be, like Paul said, uh, that the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. So the first thing I do always, and, and I, for myself personally and just talking to people, is if you don't believe the Word of God is living and powerful, if you don't believe that God's given to us truth, then you might learn a lot of things, but you need to be learning the truth and coming to the knowledge of the truth. So that's where I start. The Word yeah. of God for me is, is central, essential to the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And so, how, okay, so there's the truth. Um, but also, how do you now apply the truth? Because you said we're blessed when we apply the truth. So yes. say, for example, you're, you're at a conference, you're learning, you're growing all this information. It's biblical. It's incredible. What are some practices that you do to, when you find some revelation from your devotional time, from Scripture, from crying at a movie and being like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know what I mean? Like we <laughs> no, learn yeah, all yeah, different yeah. aspects. Yes, yeah. And so like, how, what do you do when you learn something? Because I think it's so important that we actually apply the stuff we're learning. Yeah, so I think uh, obviously number one, I'm praying, I'm talking to the Lord about that, but then also dialogue with my wife, I'm dialoguing with other people, even us, you know, yeah. when, we're, when we're together last night for dinner, uh -huh. asking questions, just wanting to take what I'm thinking and bounce it off people and talk about that and uh, hopefully gain some I love to ask questions, so just saying, hey, what, what, like last night, you're saying you're talking too much, right? We're, yeah. we're all at dinner, right? Uh -huh. But I love that. I want to hear what's going on for you, so, and I'm, I'm wanting to assimilate that and, and digest that with my own uh, you know, experience, what I've heard. So the question you're asking is what happens when I hear things, but it's not, it's not yet a part of what I am. Pretty much, Is that yeah. right? Yeah. So I think talking to people, uh, obviously praying and thinking it through. Probably my main source of the discussion is with, with Charlotte, talk mm -hmm. about stuff that way, and then uh, closer friends. So I, I think that, that that would be my processing. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear because I think so many people, they get so excited when they learn something, but they don't actually process it. 
Like it has to go, it takes time to go from the head to the heart. Yes. And then once it's in the heart, your faith has works and will go yes. to your feet, you know, your hands and you'll do that stuff. Yeah. But but we get so excited with just our, our mind and just learning and then we forget, oh. Yeah, and then the other thing too that comes to mind with that is in ministry, so you go to a conference, Exponential, or yeah. you go and, and you, you get this whole thing. Well, I've learned over the years that you can't just copy that. You, you, you have to know where, you have to know who you are mm -hmm. and where you're at and then see, okay, I'd like to be there, but you have to start with who you are and where you're at and then take that to, so you can't just copy something, it doesn't work. Yeah. It has to be a part of who you are. Yeah, because you have different real. gifts, capacity, yes, yes. different culture, everything like that. Yes. Um, that's why you're really good at asking questions. What are some, some questions or follow-up questions that you tend to always ask? Or give us some examples of some like questions to ask. Say, say for example, if you're, you're with a leader, and you want to uh, learn, do you write these things out? Do you prepare for that? Or is it just who you are? And if so... I'm more of a guy that would say, okay, I'm going to ask one question, see what happens, and then I'm going to ask the next question. You okay. Know? And so, like with Alan Hirsch, mm -hmm. uh, two things I did yesterday, because I list, I was at all of his, uh, his um, what do you call them? The workshops, workshops and yeah. sessions, yeah. And so one, one thing I did at one point, I went up and I asked him my questions, but then I also went and I just listened to other people's. Mm -hmm. asking questions. So I'm, I'm just wanting to glean from him the things that he's been teaching because I think they're awesome. Yeah. So is that... No, yeah. that's good because what I'm hearing is you don't have like a set of, I'm going to ask everyone these same five questions. You are sensitive that you have a process to just, it's almost like you have the, you have not asking questions, but you're a great listener. Does that make sense? You, oh, yeah. you, you come to, I'm going to ask this question and then I'm going to follow up and ask that question. And then see where that leads. And, yes. Oh, then I'll ask that yes. question, yes. and that will spur something on. Yeah. But that's a posture of and listening. I, and I love that. I love that dynamic of sort of it's all sort of like I want to draw out. Like that's what's that proverb that says the wise man uh, yeah. draws it out. I want uh -huh. to draw out from you the things that that you've gone through because I I can learn from your experience. I can uh -huh. learn from the from the instruction. But you really your experiences are going to help me a ton to try and navigate where I think I. Have the Lord, the Lord would have me to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. The experiences. I think that's important to learn from those that have gone before you. Uh, we stand on so many people's shoulders of their faith, but we actually have a lot of heroes of faith that are alive yes. that we can glean from. Yes. If we have a posture of humility to ask questions and stuff. And a lot of people don't want to embrace this, but let's talk about failure. Failure is a great teacher. And so if I can learn from your mistakes, that actually will benefit me. Uh, what do you think as far as a leader is we're serving the Lord as we're experimenting as we're doing things and it doesn't just turn out the way we want how do we how do you process failure and how do you learn from your mistakes because I think we all make mistakes I just cry <laughs> you, you too <laughs> yeah I, I'm totally a crier too just weeping in my bed and then finally my wife's like come on man, move on with your life well I think the hardest thing in failure is being able to talk about it and say to say to like some of my leaders hey I just, I blew that. That just didn't really work. And so help me out. So I think the hardest thing, you can tell me, I just think the di most difficult thing is to actually uh, say, hey, that, that just didn't work. Or maybe I've had a pattern of how I'm relating to someone in wanting to communicate with them, but it doesn't help them. I'm actually, they're actually going like this when I'm talking because of, you know, so all those kinds of learning how to communicate things and then how I'm processing is, in my mind, is just a, uh, a process of humbling myself with yeah. people, with the Lord, uh, and 
trying to, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I get that because basically failure brings in pain as well. Yes. And we usually change when there's pain. Yes. Like you're right. Everyone, a vision is against the status quo, a better, greater future, but people don't actually change until it affects them. Yes. That's and as right. a leader, when you make a mistake and you got to go in front of a hundred people and be like, I just totally blew that. Yes. That's painful. Yes. It's bad for your ego, bad for your leadership, but it brings great accountability. Yes. And so how does accountability help us as leaders learn? And why is it important for us to have accountability, people like mentors, coaches, and those type of things in our life? Because like you said, you try to take that and what you see, but sometimes we have blind spots. We can't see our own our own mistakes and we're actually walking in many failures, but we don't know, oh, that's a bad habit. I just thought it was my own thing. So how important is it um, like for people, young leaders, church leaders, whatever, to have accountability in their life? That's a great question because I, I believe that someone is only accountable as they are to God. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's where it begins. Okay. If, I'm, if I'm not accountable to God, I can live a pretty you know, secret life. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then secondly, then uh, there are just a few, like I have a group of guys, I call them gray prey because we all have gray hair. And so we yeah. meet twice a month and I'm able to, and they're not in, uh, on staff or anything. They're just guys that I've had relationship with for a long time. Yeah. I trust them. So I can talk about things with them. And I think that's also probably a really important thing that there's, you don't just go and blab to anybody. There are people that you trust that you that's can be really accountable good. to and share with. And, and, and they'll, be, they'll give you honest input, but they also love you, love me. They're, you know, they're, they're really good friends. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's really good to have people in your life. Like you said, they're not my staff. They're not reporting to me. They can actually be honest. Yes. And you have that relational capital of love. Yes. Um, and, you know, Proverbs says, love comes a multitude of sin. So when you do mess up or even sin against them, you'll listen to we them. We need the multitude, man. <laughs> That's right. And so you could actually learn. But I found a lot of people, a lot of people don't even have that in their life. Accountability, uh, yes. a small group, a community group, a life group, any, like just uh, another person that they have a peer from. Um, but let's talk about not just someone pouring into us. What about the importance of you learning? How have you learned as a coach? Obviously, um, you're imparting wisdom to your staff, to uh, people like me, to people, other great leaders, uh, and just, you have a lot of wisdom and great experience, some gray hair, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, can you talk about just before how you do it, but when you pour into other leaders, how does that benefit you and bless you? Because we would think, oh, well, that isn't, it's almost like when you teach the Bible, you actually learn more than you're actually teaching. Absolutely. You, and you always learn more than you can talk about. Exactly. Yeah. Well, not me, because I talk a really long time when I do it. Uh, I'm just like, this is so yeah, good. I, I, want to, I want to talk to you about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I like, learned something here. Yeah. So how, when you, the process, because I feel like a lot of guys, um, when they're pouring into people, they're actually learning a lot. Can you, can you tell us the benefits of being a coach, a mentor for someone else that's coming up behind you? You know? Yeah, uh, I want to be that. I, I want to be an example to them. So that it begins there. I just want to be uh, the real deal yeah. with God. I want to be the real deal with them. So probably a lot of mine happens in the personal. In fact, uh, we just had a thing with staff and I said to one, someone that's leaving, I just said, you know, my memories are always those personal conversations I've had with you over the years when you've been with me. We've, we've sat down in your office, we've had some just some really good personal conversations. A lot of times it's, it might revolve around things like their marriage or their kids, or it might not necessarily be directly ministry, 
Mm-hmm. So just the probably for me, it's more those uh, opportunities I have or I take that to meet with somebody in their office and just talk to them and say what's going on in your life. And then in that, there's always the input of okay, how are you doing with your devotional life? How are you doing with these kinds of things? Yeah, I love that because most time I think we overcomplicate mentoring someone or coaching them. We think okay, now I have to have a class and I have to have the program and what's my five points and what I'm hearing you is like the best coaching and the best times that you've had experience to just impart wisdom and be with people is when you've just been with them. Yeah, and you know, the other thing too for me, I've never been a guy that, uh, like I'm self-motivated, and so a lot of leaders are self-motivated, so it's not like, I don't feel like I have to push them anywhere. What I wanna do is be a part of where they're going. I wanna go with them in what they're doing. So for me, also the way that I've always been, I, I haven't needed someone to necessarily put down five steps. It's more, hey, I want to serve the Lord. Here's what I have to do. I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of leaders, a lot of, you know, they're like that. So they don't necessarily need the five, although that helps. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying, hey, where, where, where are you going? Yeah, because, yeah, you're dealing, when we talk about mentoring or coaching other leaders, they already have some drive, some faithfulness, go to. If they don't, they wouldn't be leaders, right? Yeah, it's almost sometimes you have to, like, coach them to just, like, relax and calm down. Yes. Like, hey, take a date <laughs> right. night. Right. Enjoy, you know. Yeah, maybe you can talk to me about that. <laughs> that's right. But, but that, that's the blind spot, right? Yeah, and right. That's, well, that's last night we, we talked about that, yeah. right? Just that, that, that your Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so learning, we obviously don't think like other people. Right. Even as um, we we grow and learn from each other, um, like I can think of the conference we're at. A lot of good stuff. A lot of stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't really know. Proverbs says, "Is iron sharpens iron." Um, you know, we sharpen one another. Yes. The only thing is, people want the benefit of getting the 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 fruit of that, but they forget. Oh yeah, when two pieces of metal come together, there's some sparks. Yes. So how do you deal with like conflict resolution, or when you disagree with something? Uh, a good friend about uh, whether it be a secondary issue, um, you know, I don't know, ecclesiology, whatever it may be. Like, uh, it could even just be how you raise your kids. Yes. Many oftentimes you respect people. How do you deal with like conflict and learning from someone that you necessarily agree with? Maybe sixty percent of that what they're saying, but forty percent not. How do you? How do you? I guess um, chew the meat and spit out the bones. Number one, I want to build trust. So we trust each other. So I'm asking because I care, I'm interested, I wanna know what you're thinking. So when there's conflict, I, would t- I can tend to be pretty forward. Uh-huh. And I've, I've learned that I, I need to be able to listen first, <laughs> right? Hear what, really hear what they're saying and then think through how a, a soft answer turns away wrath. So just try to navigate that emotionally yeah. in my mind and what I'm feeling. And then, uh, again, a lot of questions, asking questions, say, hey, what's going on? Try to understand where they're coming from. I don't always do that perfectly at all, but the number one thing for me is I want to keep in mind, we got to build, just continue to build the trust in our differences. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that's good. I, I just, I, I want people to be aware that it's okay to have friends yes. that disagree with you. And Absolutely. that's good because it sometimes it even solidifies the, <clears throat> the stuff that we are learning and we're growing and it helps us process like, wait, hold on, why do I think the way I do? And it's okay to be have unity and not have uniformity. Right. You know, and-, and, and to Unity just, with diversity. Yeah, and just to be like, you know, in that situation, like what I'm hearing, you're just loving. If you have that trust, that love, then we can really grow from this relationship. Yes. Um, and it doesn't always work, you know that too. I mean, there are times yeah. when, when like Paul and Bar- there's a split because we just can't agree and the emotional 
level right now or in the season, it's just not going to work right now. And that's okay too. There are yeah. times when it just doesn't work and you have to go your two, your separate ways, hopefully to come back at some point and be able to appreciate even more the differences. Yeah. Right. No, that's good. Um, I'm thinking of there may be some people that actually are, they're leaders of leaders. So they may have a staff, they may have a, a discipleship group or something. How do you train and invest into your, your staff, your team? Um, you know, you, cause you'd mentioned, oh, I have conversations with them, but I also have staff meetings. Like, um, one, one of the guys with you, you brought him to this conference, yes. you know? And so what are some ways that you have helped your staff and helped the people you're training to be leaders to like learn? Whether that be, you know, I mean, it could just, just give us some examples of that. Uh, well, they have opportunity to serve. Okay. So they're doing what they do that way. And then in our team meetings, we call them team chapel. Uh, I always am giving someone the responsibility to bring the word to us okay. and then to pray together. We also have uh, shout outs. We, you know, in our team, we say, hey, what, what happened this week? And hey, you know, uh, that's awesome, you know, kind of a thing. So building each other up in that way. The, uh, the word, someone's bringing the word to us and, we, and then we'll spend time in fellowship in the word and then we'll pray together. And then, you know, those, that's probably the three main elements that, that we do. Someone's bringing the word, we're gonna uh, pray together, we're gonna talk about kind of the word and what's going on in our lives together as a team. Hmm. And you do that every, mostly every, every week? Every week, every week. How long does that, that meeting last? Yeah, it's an hour and a half. Okay. And, and I don't come with an agenda. I just say, hey, we're gonna let the word of God speak to us. We're gonna do some shout outs. We're gonna pray together, and, and it's, I love it. It's my fa- one of my, two of my favorite meetings all week is getting together with my team and saying, hey, what's, what's happening here? Let's let the Holy Spirit minister to us. Yeah, that's good because uh, most leaders, they're leaders for a reason. They have opinions, they have strong uh, leadership, but you said something even before that. Well, I give them opportunity. So they're practicing throughout the week, mm-hmm. and then so you're evaluating, debriefing, and in that time, it's all based on the Word of God, so you're yes. building their life. But you even said someone brings the Word. It's not yes. even just you because right. you're developing leaders. You yes. know that they learn by studying more. Yeah. So someone's bringing that. And then um, I love that openness of even like there's just an open agenda. So then we're teaching, oh, how do we process? How do we think through the Bible? How does yeah, that I, apply to our life? Right. And one of the most powerful things is when you're together as a group and the Lord speaks to you as a group, there's nothing more powerful than that, that the Lord's speaking to us and we're having this conversation around something in the Word or something that's come up and we can... You can just, it just knits us together. It gives us that unity. And then we go to prayer with that and just pray. It's, it's, it's the most powerful thing when the Lord's speaking to us as a group. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, and that's so important because when we lead teams, we need to make space so that the Lord can speak to us. Absolutely. So, you, you know, a staff meeting, with, that's just a, your way or a team chapel to bring in a system so you can have a certain result. You want your team to seek God and God to speak and for you guys to learn from him. Yeah, and just to clarify, I separated the staff meeting from Team Chapel. Oh, that's good. So our business side of things, talking about that kind of thing, is a separate meeting and we only have that once a month. Our main is an hour and a half on Thursday mornings from 10.15 to 11.45 and that's our time together as a staff before the Lord with the Word. Uh, in a sense, no agenda, but Really, we're, we're going to focus in on the Word and prayer, shout-outs, and we're just going to go to God together and, and speak to us. And if we can do that, because really, you know, the, like even that thing we saw, unity is in Ephesians 4. Unity is what we build the diversity on, which brings maturity. So if we, have uni- if we don't have unity, if we don't have trust 
and we don't have, we're not energizing each other, we can't appreciate each other, we can't maximize each other. If we don't have trust that we're building on, and, and then comes a diversity, we need the unity. And yeah. so that unity is so, it's key to everything. In fact, this conference, that's what rose to the surface for me. Without unity, we can have diversity, but we're not gonna have maturity. Yeah. Right? That's Yeah, that's good. Isn't that awesome? I mean, if there yeah. was a mic, I would drop it right now. Just, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's, it's true. It, it's so yeah, true. It is really, really true. Yeah. It's really good. I mean, yeah, I, I love the Psalm 133. The Lord commands a blessing when we walk in unity. Yes. It, it's just a part of... It's part of how Man, God... You got, you got me going with. here. I know. Yeah, you're going to need to start preaching now. I'm going to have you do a lesson. Um, well, here's the thing. Last words of encouragement about learning as a leader. Maybe something we didn't cover or maybe there's just something you want to share to us as an audience about um, just the importance of learning, how, you know, um, maybe an encouragement just to, for us to keep on going and growing and learning. So uh, any last thoughts? or Yeah, so I, I, to encourage myself and you as we're talking here, I, I believe, and I know you do also, as we do, that the first and foremost foundational thing to any learning is the fear of the Lord. So my relationship with the Lord is essential. So my encouragement to you is stay at it in your time in the Word, yeah. your time in prayer. You got, and you, you know, it's a, you got to stay at it. I think of Paul telling Timothy, first of all, there's a soldier. He says, the things you've heard from me, commit these to faithful men, be able to teach others also. That's learning, right? Yep. So it starts as a soldier. I have a duty. So I know what I need to do to, to please my master. But I don't always want to do that. So the next one is the athlete, and the athlete has to discipline their life. So I'm sure this is not mine, but yeah, the, the duty leads to discipline. And if we can discipline ourselves in the things that matter, which in this case, I have to have time with the Lord. I have to have time uh, with Him alone every day. And if I'll discipline myself, eventually the farmer is the first to partake of the crop. So it comes delight. So if I, I know what I need, and we all do that, yeah. the battle is spiritual, mm -hmm. so we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. If I can keep my heart in a place, it makes me want to cry, just that I fear the Lord, yeah. I love God, I, I, I'm nurturing that, not, and that's not selfish, that's spiritual. I'm doing that, then the fruit of that is gonna be wisdom, and all those things. I just think of Solomon, God says, hey, ask what you want, what do you want? Yeah. And he says, I just, I need wisdom to do what you've called me to do because I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, I, I, you, I'm this young guy, I have no idea. And he, and God said, was pleased with that. He just wanted from the Lord. And that's in our personal time with him, in yeah. the word, in prayer. And then, you know, the fruit of that is not like, <laughs> you know, I've done this today. So it's a lifelong journey where God's deepening our love for him, our love for his word, our love for his people that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in one year. It happens through years and years of just saying, Lord, I need you yeah. above everything else, everyone else. And then if I, if I can continue, and I, I tell people all the time, not just in this, but I say, you just got to stay at it. Mm -hmm. You got to stay at it. If you can stay at it, there will be fruit. The, the farmer must be the first to partake of the crops. I think what Paul's saying there is, if you're a farmer, you have to have daily diligence to stay at it. And if you'll do that, you will partake of the crops Yeah. at some point. Yeah, so that's my encouragement. Man, that's great. So I know that I was encouraged through that. Uh, I pray that you're encouraged to continue to learn, to humble yourself, to yeah. go before the Lord 
and expect him to pour out his favor and grace upon Amen. You. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And so as we continue to look to him uh, as a lifelong He's faithful. Journey, he is very faithful. Yeah. And so um, thank God that he's given us his word. He speaks. And when he speaks, he brings forth life. Yes. And so may we be good listeners first and foremost to and Jesus. And sow it and sow it and sow it, right? Yeah. Sow and sow and yeah. sow. It's a long uh, we'll obedience, be a long obedience in the same, <laughs> same direction. direction. Yeah. So, well, God yeah. bless you. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Well, you may have heard that leaders are readers. And one thing that I want to do with this leadership podcast, as we uh, go and give you new episodes every single week and it turns into months and a season, is I want to give you a recommendation of a book that I read or give out. And this recommendation this week or this month is on Being a Servant of God by Warren Wiersbe. Honestly, there are going to be about 75 quotes from this book that I will put up on the blog uh, this month, um, probably a three-part series of just giving you amazing content, amazing quotes that I will use for the years to come. Uh, Sometimes I'll quote some of these um, books that I recommend, but honestly, Warren Wiersbe is such a stud. He's one of my uh, favorite go-to commentators. Just so simplistic, uh, simplistic, is that, that's the right word, right? I'm trying not to be a perfectionist, so I can't like re-edit this. So I'll just keep on going. Simplistic. We're going to make it up. But so simplistic, uh, simple uh, in the way he formats and outlines the Word of God, but so profound uh, because it just goes so deep and so full of wisdom. Uh, he's a great guy, has a great uh, many books, a uh, resource, a commentator uh, of the Bible. And um, this is a book that I actually gave out to my whole leadership team and serve team at Redemption Church. And again, this podcast is just an overflow ministry that is good taking place. And I found that I can't sit down with so many people and talk about ministry because I don't have that much time being bivocational, pastoring a church. But I can sit down in my office, record a video, uh, get the audio out, listen, prep these things, and pour into you. I use this podcast to pour into the people that I love, that I know, that I serve with, uh, the other pastors pastors in this area, other um, ministry leaders, people in Redemption Church listen to this podcast. I'm so grateful for them. And so um, I just want you to know uh, the things that we are doing here in um, in our sort of relational network and our ministry, we want to pass that on. And so this is a great book that I gave to everyone at, the, at our Christmas party and just said, hey, uh, thank you so much for serving. Be blessed have this book and be encouraged. And I would recommend for you to buy it, to buy it for your whole serve team. It is just such an excellent book. Um, Many, many copies have been sold and many recommendations, pastors and people that I know, on Being a Servant of God by Warren Wiersbe. It's the book of the month. I recommend it to you. Just a little segue, just letting you know, this is what I'm growing, this is how I'm learning, and uh, so solid content. Um, We're doing a new segment this season. It's uh, three-minute messages and really focusing on Proverbs, having people from all over the world share, uh, specifically um, people that were linked up in missions and pastors and different ministry leaders all over the world. This guy, Esteban Valenzuela, is from Madrid, Spain. Our church is blessed to be able to support uh, the Valenzuela family as they're planning a church um, in Madrid, Spain, and just so encouraging to grow with him, coach him, uh, support him, and just have friendship with him and fellowship. And so uh, he's talking about Um, fatherly counsel, how we are, if we're going to be learning and we're going to be readers, we should go to the Word of God and we should learn from our Heavenly Father. And so I know you're going to enjoy it. This is a three-minute message by Esteban.
This is a three-minute message brought to you by Redemption Church, Delray Beach. Hey everybody, coming to you from Madrid, Spain. I want to share verses 1 through 9 in chapter 4. Here, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. And Solomon says, when I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words, keep my commands and live, get wisdom, get understanding. Don't forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. He speaks a father to a son. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all your getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory. She will deliver you. You know, when I'm trying to have a teaching moment with my, with my children, my oldest daughter, I try to give her an idea of what we try to protect her from. I tell her, look, outside of this door, outside of this home, you don't have an understanding of what's out there. And I want to protect you. I want to prepare you for what is ahead because the things that you will encounter, you will need that preparation. You will need the wisdom that I've learned, gained, and sometimes have experienced just through big mistakes in my own life. And so in getting wisdom and getting understanding, he says, don't forsake her. She will preserve you. This idea of preservation, of being kept safe. And then he says that it will promote you. You know, we want to struggle in life and strive to get what we think we want and we need. But if we apply God's principles, keep our eyes on Jesus and look to be set apart and to be obedient to him, there's so much that can come in and to our lives that we don't have to strive for. And so I, I hope that you're encouraged. If you don't have that spiritual person in your life, when I say spiritual, I mean somebody that is rooted and grounded in the word of God, who is a believer filled with the Spirit of God, and who knows the Bible and can speak truth into your life, to speak wisdom. If that wasn't your father, then find somebody who can and allow yourself to be accountable. Allow yourself to open up to a person, to share your struggles, your sins. It's been one of the most profitable things in my walk as a believer, to be able to share everything in in your life that you might struggle with and to say, hey, pray for me. Ask me about this this situation or struggle in a week, in a month. Check in on me. So I encourage you, have that person that can speak into your life, that person that you can receive from, and then consider God's words to get wisdom, to get understanding. Don't turn away from it. There's a, a way that seems right to us, but in the end, it's destruction. 
So look to God and look to be encouraged, built up, and to live your life by the truth and principles of his word. God bless you guys. Well, that's episode two for you. Uh, I want to address something, just what I was thinking about this. Some people have asked like, well, what is the sweet spot? What is the podcast? Is it a 30-minute thing? Is it 45-minute, an hour? It just is what it is. You ever been in those situations or conversations where sometimes they last a little longer, sometimes they last a little uh, shorter, but it just is what it is. And usually when people share uh, a guest a lesson, I say 20 to 30 minutes, just what's in your heart, just what we were talking about. If that takes 10 minutes, great. If it takes 35 minutes, great. Um, I'm more focused on uh, quality and the content than actually um, quantity and getting a whole bunch of stuff out. And so uh, really encourage and really uh, appreciative of Kevin Day's time uh, with the three-minute lessons. Uh, I, even those three-minute messages, I've even told people, hey, around three minutes. So some will be two minutes and 30 seconds. Some will be like four minutes like Esteban just was. But it's super excited to just continue to bring good content. And on the next episode, episode three, we're going to have a guy that I was able to pour into so blessed, uh, Will Torres. He actually did a church planning residency here at Redemption Church and uh, got his master's at the same time in church planning. And we're actually able to help him plan a church just a few miles away, the next city over Boynton Beach. And so he's going to share uh, about knowing your limits, uh, knowing your limits, just a solid, amazing episode. I ask him, what's in your heart, man? What, what are some things you've learning and growing from this process and he was able to share that so I'm excited to, to share that with you right now because it is March 9th it's launch day season uh, 3 episode 2 you can get episode 3 immediately and more content is coming your way all year long so God bless you guys praying for you and uh, continue to spread the word share the vision share on Facebook go to eeleaders.com for all of the latest and greatest information and getting these videos contents audio all that stuff as a resource free for you. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.